the glass and in. Not killing his beat to do. It's a third win against the top ten. And the Orange had him all the way. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into my heart. A three for the win battle. Bang! Boom! As the Orange do it again. The cardiac juice comes through on the road one more time. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Monday edition of Orange Nation. We want to hear from you. We're talking Q's basketball. 315-437-7644. Welcome back. Back from Detroit. Made the long drive. That's how much I like working with you, Seth, and I, I enjoy this show so much. Drove you through had the night to, be back. to get back here from Detroit in time to to do the show today. And how about this? The number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament doesn't even make it to the first weekend, the last team to earn an at-large bid has survived the first weekend and is moving on to the Sweet 16. We have just one guest lined up for you today, and he joins us right now, SU Assistant Coach Adrian Autry on the phone with us, and and then we want to hear from you again at 315-437-7644. Coach, first of all, congratulations on the win. Uh, Secondly, I look at this stat sheet, and and I was there yesterday, and I, I watched it, and I I'm still trying to process what I saw. You, you guys got dominated on the glass. Frank Howard fouls out with over six and a half minutes to go. Pascal Chuka was in foul trouble all night long. How in the world did you win that game? It's a serious question. How did you guys pull that out? You know, I think uh, at the end of the day, um, we uh, we were playing an hour game, you know, as far as, you know, what we've done over the whole year, um, whole teams. Uh, especially high-powered offensive teams, especially in the tournament, the last few games, uh, to play our game. It was in our game. I think it was in our comfort zone, so to speak, of you know, low scoring, battling out, scratching. Um, and uh, I just think that, you know, you know, we survived all the rebounds, the offensive rebounds, and, uh, you know, we stayed with it. And, you know, it was just something that we've done all year long. So I thought it was our game. I thought basically the way we won that game, you can't look at the statistics at all. Um, it was just really the pace. And, 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 you know, us, you know, plan, you know, the tempo that we wanted to play at. You know, when you look at that game defensively, Michigan State hits, you know, eight of 37 from three. They never get it going, you know, inside the arc either. How close did what you see on the court look like what you hoped to see when you were game planning for that game? Well, I mean, the one thing is, um, didn't think that they would shoot that many threes, thought they would try to get the ball in a little bit. More inside, um, you know, usually when you play teams like that, that's kind of what their, you know, uh, their attack is trying to, you know, when they got a bunch of, you know, big, big, big bodies like that. But, uh, um, they, 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 they went another way and they shot a bunch of threes, which allowed us to, you know, kind of keep Pascal and Barama in the game the whole game. You know, we were in foul trouble, you know, I think, uh, last time we played, uh, you know, Carolina, you know, we, you know, those guys were in foul trouble. So it kind of, you know, nullify those guys, and they're a big part of what we do. So I'm a little bit surprised about how many threes they took. I thought they would attack us inside a little bit more, but the guys did a good job. Eight for 37 from three-point range. They did not shoot it well, especially down the stretch. They missed their last 14 three-pointers. And I made the point yesterday, and Jim Beheim touched on a couple of players in the locker room touched on it as well, that you got the sense being in the arena that that they got a little tight as the game wore on. And they were the favorite, and, and they were the you know the home team, quote-unquote, everybody there to see them. And, and it felt like nobody really wanted to take the big shot down the stretch. Did you get that sense, uh, Coach, on the bench? Well, I got a, I got the sense of you know that yes that they were 
they started pushing. You could tell that they started, you know, they were a little, you know, not nervous, but they, they just started pushing a little bit harder. You saw, you started seeing every miss kind of sink in and every mistake kind of sink in just by their reactions and then just the crowd. The crowd never had a chance to get into it. You know, so they never got a chance to get comfortable. You know, they, they never got a chance to get relaxed. And they knew that every uh, every possession was important. And, uh, you know, the one thing about it, and you go back to how do we win that game, our whole season has been that way. You know, I don't know, you know, how their whole season has been. You know, I'm sure, you know, they won a lot of games. So I'm sure it was a lot of times at that position, moments in the game, six or five minutes over, six or five minutes left in, the, in their game, their games are probably over with. You know, I'm sure they have some close ones, but you know, I think uh, that definitely kind of, you know, started to, you started to see that creep in. Talking with Adrian Autry here on Orange Nation. And, and Coach, uh, you know, I remember listening earlier in the year and, and we've heard, you know, guests come on and, and talking about the Syracuse zone defense. And there's an interesting comparison I heard it made. I think it was Jay Billis who said it's similar to Virginia in that it is a rhythm disruptor and, and it's different than what you would normally see. So um, how is it that this is so, uh, I guess, so impactful in a tournament setting? What What makes the zone so difficult to get ready on this short turnaround that, you know, a TCU and Jamie Dixon, who's seen it a bunch of times, or Tom Izzo, who's a Hall of Fame coach, and and they struggle against it so much. Well, I think the coaches, you know, coaches have a game plan. It's just whether you go out there and execute it. And, you know, once you get into conference play, I mean, once you get into the tournament, you know, you, you know, playing against teams that haven't played against it. You know, they played against zone, but not our zone. You know, and and, and again, our zone is, is long. You know, we cover ground, we cover the whole court. There's constantly someone around you in your face, in front of you, and behind you. So, you know, that can, after a while, you know, when you miss a couple and you get the ball deflected a little bit, you know, you, you do things, you speed up a little bit more, or, you know, you, you know, you get a couple of open shots and you miss and you start pressing. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things that kind of defi- um, deflates you as, it, as the game continues to go on. One of the things we do on Sports Talk Radio is, you know, we question decisions that coaches make or, or, or players make. And, and I want to point out a, a positive from yesterday. It was I thought it was a key stretch. About seven and a half minutes ago, Bridges just, you know, throws down that dunk. The crowd goes berserk. It's a five-point game, and, and Coach Bayham called timeout there. I thought it was a great timeout, number one, because it, you know, it quieted the crowd. As, as you said, Red, you know, they the crowd had a tough time getting into it. They finally get into it. Coach Bayham calls the timeout. Everybody quiets down. And then out of that timeout, Tyus Battle gets a, a basket in the foul. How important was that stretch looking back now? And again, there was a lot of time left, seven and a half minutes to go, but I, I thought there was a huge sequence as it related to the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, coming out of that timeout and, uh, you know, kind of quiet, you know, getting those guys a little quiet and calming them down, you know, um, and to come out and make a basket like that and, and to realize, hey, it was a dunk and it was loud, but that just was, you know, two points. And, uh, you know, when we came out of the timeout and made and scored, you know, that put the game, you know, it was a four-point game right after that. Um, you know, it might have been a two-point game. I can't remember. Yeah, got it back, back to two. Made a, yep. made a four-point game. You know, so, hey, it was – it, it was just, you know, the separation. They really couldn't separate from us. And we kept, you know, and those guys kept saying that. You know, they kept saying, hey, we right here, we right here. Which, again, I said, sound like a, you know, a, you know, a repeat, but that's the way we played all year. You know, Coach, uh, Steve mentioning Tyus and, and that shot, and he had struggled going back to the UNC game at the ACC tournament, but I, I thought there was an interesting knack from him of in, in the Arizona State game, the TCU game, hitting a big shot late, and then, of course, the second half uh, in yesterday's game. Do you get the feeling that maybe that second half led to something where, you know, maybe he broke out and he'll be back to the, you know, 20-point-a-game scorer and, and, and alpha, alpha dog on this team? 
I think so. I think it helped him. I think, you know, the way he finished up that second half um, and, you know, making those big shots and getting to the free throw line and, you know, uh, making the free throws because we haven't shot the ball particularly the way we shot it from the free throw line in, in these first three games in the term that we've done all year. You know, we, we, we've left some points out there, which we normally cash in on. You know, but, you know, it's not just ties. I think, you know, even Frank and you know, Shea, you know, to, to a certain extent, have not shot the ball as well as, as well as we have in, in during the season, you know, we've kind of went lower than what we've been during the season. So I think that's definitely a positive for him going forward, uh, getting ready for this next game. Um, you know, he, he really finished the this, this second half strong. We'll, we'll get to this next game in a moment, but just if we could look back on this week for a second. I mean, you guys weren't sure whether or not you were in. It was obviously a very close call. You're, you know, we find out after the fact that you were the last team literally to earn an at-large bid. And then you've got to play three games in less than five days. You, you played two late games, and then it's an afternoon game on Sunday. Everybody said there's no way they can do it. You guys did it. What has this last week been like for, for you and the players and for everybody to, to kind of enjoy it together? You know what? Uh, I think it was a sense of togetherness, um, you know, and with so much media coverage and so many people saying that you shouldn't be in the game, you, shouldn't, you can try to ignore it as much as you want. Um, but you hear those things, and I think it, it really, you know, and not that you, that you needed it, but I think it really gave these guys that extra edge and that extra push. And, and even when we won the games, even when we win now, everybody keeps talking about, oh, this, 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 that. You know, we joke around here and say, hey, you, you made a comment earlier. If this is Virginia, everybody be saying, oh, my God, what, a, what, you know, that's that's what they do. That's Virginia. But, well, you know what? Our zone is pretty good. You know, our defense has been good all year. And, and to be honest, we've been in, you know, in the ACC, we, I think we're the second. Or right behind Virginia as far as giving up, you know, in our defensive or forget field goal percentage. So, again, I think it kind of continues to give you that edge, but I thought it was a togetherness. We've been on a road, you know, we stopped in Dayton and then went to uh, Detroit. So I think it just got, got the guys closer. So we look ahead, and now Friday night you get Duke. You've played them already once this year. It was down in Cameron. Uh, obviously this will uh, be quite far from Cameron out in Omaha on a neutral court for both of you. Uh do you look forward to playing a team that you've already seen before? Is there a benefit to that? Uh, I mean, I mean, you get a little bit. I think, you know, from a scouting standpoint and, and being able to give these guys a really good feel for personnel, I think that helps. Um, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, both teams have, have changed a little bit and gotten better and played better basketball since the last time we played them. If guys remember, that wasn't a, a great game as well. Um so, uh, you know, but I think, you know, where it benefits when you play against a team that you played already is that, you know, from a personnel and getting ready preparation standpoint, it gives you a better feel. I mean, it wasn't a great game from an offensive standpoint for Syracuse, but, the, you know, you held one of the, the highest scoring, you know, offenses in the country to, to 60 points. Can you draw a little bit of confidence from that? That, hey, guys, let, play defense the way we played it and let's score a little bit more and we're going to be right there. I'm sure that's going to be the message. I mean, definitely, you know, when you look at it, you know, we played. You know, that was offensively, you know, we played really bad. and But defensively, we, we did a good job with those guys. So, you know, you just got to continue to play that same defense and, you know, try to play, you know, hopefully we'll play a little bit better on offense and, you know, and see what happens. Last one for you before we get you out of here. Um, and this may be an obvious question, but is there a chip on the, on the shoulder of this team? I mean, I, I was reading a publication before the season started that, you know, it said, you know, Syracuse may struggle to make the NIT. I mean, you guys are in the Sweet 16, and everybody said, you know, again, going back to my question a little bit earlier, a lot of people didn't think you even deserved to be in the tournament. Is, is there a chip on the shoulder of this team? Uh, I think so. I think they play like that the whole year. 
You know, I think they played, you know, to to prove that, you know, they're a good team. You know, they know they got to do it together, you know. Um, so, again, it may not be always, you know, the 20-point blowouts or 80 points a game, but, you know, these, these guys have competed, and they, I think they've, you know, a lot of teams, you know, you've had, you have more time. They don't identify who they are. I think this team identified who they, who they are early on in the season. And, you know, we won 22, 23 games. Well, listen, Coach, It's uh, it's been quite a week. Um, congratulations again on the win. I know you got to get back to work. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time, and uh, keep it going. Best of luck this no week. No problem. Thank you. All right, there he is, Assistant Coach Adrian Autry. All right, phone lines now open the rest of the way at 315-437-7644. We'll get to your phone calls next. We're just getting started on a Monday edition of Orange Nation. Back after this.